0: I am Josie, your favorite Afro-Latina love witch, and you are tuned in to the Frequency of the Lua Nova podcast. Today's little report is one that I think should have been done already. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to cover any artists that have already passed, not because they're not important or anything like that, but simply because I understood that there's kind of a sadness there with our favorite artists who are no longer with us um in this realm of course as you all know that everybody is always with us they're just in a different realm than we are okay and anytime that we lose even our favorite celebrities it can be just as painful to talk about because they are a part of our life and this woman is responsible for why the lua nova brand even exists she is a big part of it um it's important for me to advocate for Afro-Latinos because we are always forgotten. We are always overlooked. Although when you listen to cumbia, reggaeton, etc., you will hear a heavy African sound to it. And so that's always confused me why there's so much hate and pain towards Afro-Latinos when our ancestors are why that sound even exists. The Africans are why that sound even exists. And so the reason why I get along the way I do with African people, with African-Americans is because we are all black. And if you're new here and you're not aware, Afro-Latinos exist, okay? All black people are not African-American. All black people are not African. There are many black people from all over the world. And in Latin American countries in particular, Brazil being a big part of that, we exist we are why those sounds sound the way that they do my ancestors who were enslaved are why that sound even exists and i will not allow people to keep shitting on them to keep ignoring that sound bad bunny that sound that y'all love with his music guess where it originates from africa that african sound and what i appreciate about Puerto Rican culture is that, obviously, they acknowledge that many times. Dominican culture, they acknowledge that. And, of course, my people, Brazilian people, definitely acknowledge our African roots. And so today's Lua report is extremely important to me because she is the soundtrack. She was the soundtrack of my entire life growing up. Um, And I have many fond memories of my mother teaching me how to dance salsa, merengue, etc. because of this woman. Today's little report is on the queen, the Afro-Latina queen herself, Celia Cruz. Before we get to today's little report, you all know all about the pink unicorn in the room, but just in case for the people who are new, I give my disclaimer now every episode again. Basically, the pink unicorn in the room is just that, the disclaimer. A collective tarot reading is for a collective amount of people. It may be for every single person who listens, or it may just be for one. It may resonate with you today. It may resonate with you six months from now. This might be a reading that you need to give to your best friend. It might be for the Amazon delivery driver, it might be for your favorite barista. It could be for anybody, your kindergarten teacher, etc. I say all of that to say that this reading is for who it's for. If you want to book a personal tarot reading with me, I always leave my email address at the end of the show and it's also in the show notes, okay? So, because Sayakus is not in this room with us, I will not be doing a one card pull for her and as you all know that whenever I do um, a reading for a celebrity or influencer I don't have their consent so it is not meant to be taken seriously taken to heart although I see the the reading I did for Carol G ended up being very accurate <laughs> so that is awesome and I love that for her that's she deserves nothing but the best so I will be pulling two cards for you instead so one is going to be for your week ahead and the other one is going to be just because (laughs) it may apply to you for the next six months 2024 2026 may apply to you who knows when whenever but the first card is going to be how your week is going i shuffle as many times as i feel like shuffling and i usually only pick one card so i don't know i don't typically do a two card pull, and then all of that is just to say um that i do my readings for for anybody who enjoys tarot readings and you can always skip this part if you don't consent that's fine with me okay so your card for the week your week ahead is the number eight card the strength card This is an amazing card to get, Um, as I mentioned before, because we've gotten this card before, this card is oftentimes associated with Leo, but it can also be associated with Virgo, because it is a maiden that is taming a lion. So the maiden is associated with Virgo, and of course the lion is associated with Leo. So oftentimes whenever I pull this card, I think of somebody whose chart is similar to mine. They, they may be a Virgo sun like I am, and I am a Leo moon. So maybe they also have Leo in their, t- their big three. The big three are your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. Okay. So that could be the, the case here. It could be who that this is for. Uh, maybe somebody with Leo and Virgo in their big three. I'm not 100% sure. or a lot of the time it is referring to just that having the strength to tame either an issue that we are battling with ourselves, in the workforce, in our personal life, etc, but essentially having the courage to do so. Taming the lion, so to speak. And so this week, that is my advice for you, is to have the courage and the compassion to not only remain fully focused on what you are trying to accomplish, but also understanding that you have every tool that you already need in you. This is why this card is a happy card because it's much easier than you think it is. So don't make this battle ahead more difficult than it needs to be because basically you already won. The lion is already tamed okay so that is your message for this week now i'm gonna pull one more card for you and who knows sometimes the the, the second card third card etc will end up going with the first card none of my readings are the same it does depend on the client you know etc so this second card might go with that first card or it may just be a completely different message that i'm gonna have for you okay so how are y'all doing this Monday morning? Are you excited about this reading? Are you nervous? Is this an area that is your favorite? <laughs> I see I've gotten a lot of new followers on TikTok. Are you um, going to message me so that I can follow you back? Some of you have, and, I, and um, I appreciate that. But are there any people you want me to discuss during the Lua report? There are certain celebrities that I will not be focusing on as you all know uh there will be no little report bad bunny anytime soon there will not be a uh takashi 69 episode certain people jenny 69 certain people i don't i don't rock with them at all don't think that they're good for the latin community etc and don't want them don't want their energy on my show okay so they are off limits but Back to you. I am shuffling. And while I'm shuffling, I like to just talk to my clients. So that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Your next card is the Knight of Pentacles. Oh, okay. So I actually immediately picked up on a particular energy. And I do mean immediately. Ladies, I normally would not pick up on an energy this strong. But the message that I'm getting is that this is for... (sighs) A few single women. So all the single ladies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that's my least favorite song by Beyonce. But she's amazing. But I despise that song. <laughs> the Knight of Pentacles is all about a very protective energy. Think of a provider type of energy. Everything that Ms. Shira Sprinkle Sprinkle tells us to look for in a man think of like the kind of men that are in book talk if you're not familiar what book talk is it is where a lot of um women will make tiktoks about the men that are in romance novels uh those mafia romance novels etc and what those men look like think of that energy um and that is what i'm picking up from from this knight of pinnacles this is a man who is coming into your life i'm not going to give you a timeline yet um because honestly what i'm pull- what i'm getting pulled towards is that there is some work that you're doing on you and the more that you work on you the easier dating becomes for you and that is a message straight from spirit that's why anytime that i slow down and and do that That message isn't one that I just, you know, pulled out of the air. (laughs) But this guy wants to make your life a little bit easier. I'm not saying he's going to pay every single bill ever. He may. If you listen to my advice, then he does. But it's not so much about the monetary part of this. I'm not telling you that some billionaire is about to come into your life and make everything perfect although that may be the case for some of you maybe this knight of pentacles is just that for you what i am picking up on is that this is a man who wants to provide for you because the more than a man provides the more than it that you get to be in your feminine energy and as you all know we all have divine feminine and divine masculine energy and we lean more towards one than the other And so it's not uncommon for women to lean more into their divine feminine energy. In order to do that, you have to be with a man who balances that out with his divine masculine energy. Okay. And if he was raised in a more traditional uh, fashion, meaning I'm going to kind of use myself as an example. Those are the kind of men that I always dated before um, I am in the relationship that I'm in now where he's very traditional and so there are certain expectations that you have of this man and of course you know that there's expectations of you but we're not talking about that right now we're talking about this knight this knight of pinnacles who wants to make your life easier who wants you to be at ease because the more at ease you are the the happier your relationship is but you are already doing that work on yourself you're already sort of a knight in shining armor for yourself therefore anybody who comes along has to bring that energy or more he has to be more like the king of pentacles, okay? So the king of pentacles is on his way and the knight of pentacles is your energy. The knight of pentacles is also his energy though. He's all he's saving you from yourself so to speak, okay? He's saving you from constantly feeling like you have to be in that divine masculine energy. And so I don't know who that message is for, but I felt like I had to really to get that across i don't know who that's for i don't know when it's coming but girl hang on <laughs> your knight of pentacles who will then become the king of pentacles he's coming okay just hang tight <laughs> this is the break before the ad. Oi Genji. I'm Josie the Mustang, your favorite Afro-Latina love witch and the host of the Luanova Podcast. The Luanova Podcast comes out every Monday and Friday, but not only do we talk a lot about dating and love and self-love spells, etc., we also talk a lot about manifesting. And I know that for many of you that includes your vision board. So let's talk a little bit about that podcast that's just sitting on your vision board collecting dust. I think the following ad is going to help with that. With the recent onslaught of ignorance that I've seen online regarding Afro-Latino culture and not understanding myself when people say really ignorant things about the Black community as a whole, uh, it's important for me to talk about the Queen herself and the barriers that she helped break down Uh, so this episode is is one that is very special and close to my heart and even knowing that um, Celia had her real name uh, was actually the name of my great-grandmother and I'm not gonna get into that because this isn't about my personal life or my great-grandmother but as you all know my great-grandmother came here from Mexico and she was a practitioner and she was also indigenous. So that is all I will say about that. But I, I want to sort of address some of the ignorance that I've seen. I, if I can reach one person and educate even one person, that's what matters because it gets the conversation going. And it's important for me to use my platform small. No matter, you know, how big it is, because one day I know that it'll be a huge podcast that is well known, but at the moment, it doesn't really matter because as an Afro-Latina who has strong Latin roots, it is so confusing to me, this idea of what black means. Um And this is me speaking up not only for other Afro-Latinos, but also for african americans africans etc all of us that are black that are constantly being ridiculed yet our culture is stolen yet our culture is copied yet our music is respond like it's what is responsible for today's music it's confu- confusing to me and it always will be even some of your favorite celebrities etc constantly stealing from a culture that they don't even acknowledge you know and so i i'm grateful for that obviously i don't know my i can't go as far back as to know my enslaved ancestors but i try to make sure that i honor all of my ancestors i often do speak about my great grandmother who you know is the one that is from mexico And the reason why I don't speak much about the Brazilian half of my family is because that's not the half that raised me. The half that raised me is actually the Mexican half of my family. However, both are just as important. And see, that's the thing here is that, you see, my mother is not Afro-Latina. She's Latina. She, however, is who raised me. And so that side of me is no less important than the Afro-Latina side of me. Okay? And so please be mindful. Of the ignorance that you spew. Because you never know just who's listening. You, you're spreading the hate, spreading the stupidity. It's not helping. Because you wouldn't want that done towards you. Anytime that you hear all kinds of stupidity towards Mexicans, for instance. How does that, how does that make you feel if you yourself are Mexican? Or your family is, etc. Let's say that you have family that's from Mexico, but you're not let's say that even if it's not you yourself you're an ally or no matter what you have your own culture and just like it's not okay to attack your own culture because everybody doesn't know anything about it it's not okay to attack the black community as a whole when you know nothing about it let's let's educate ourselves because you see afro-latinos are just as much a part of the latin community as anybody else when I see people say things like, oh, that that per- that Black person, they're invited to the Kane asada. I'm like, do, do you hear yourself? Do you understand that there are Black Mexicans? That there are Black people who- in Mexico? And I do not mean that African Americans who traveled to Mexico, I mean Black Mexicans. Do you understand that Black people can come from anywhere in the world? Get that through your head. Get that through your head. My God. I'm not, I'm not sure why that's such a difficult lesson, but I will continue to teach it. And so we're going to learn a little bit about Celia Cruz and what we can learn from her life. Of course, uh, whenever I talk about a celebrity, it's not so much about the chismet. Once in a while, we do talk about it because it's relevant to the show. But in this case, with an icon and a legend, this is more about what we can learn with her birth chart um, and just a little sprinkle of the the legend that she is and what the legacy that she left behind and with that being said i'm going to focus a little bit on an album that not everybody is familiar with which is called orishas the orishas are african deities that's right all of the deities that maybe you grew up knowing about such as aphrodite such as the virgin mother all also have an african Counterpart, so to speak. Okay? That doesn't mean they're the same. <laughs> whatsoever. It means that Aphrodite is not the only deity associated with love. Look up Oshun. I talk about Oshun here and there on the show. I am very careful about what I talk about when it comes to the Orishas because unfortunately there are so-called devotees, etc. that seem to want to tell you how much they know and get offended when and a lot of the time these are not people from Africa. These are just random people who claim to just be um, I guess more spiritual than I or et cetera. And so I'm very careful about what I say about certain deities that I have worked with for many years and deities that have come to me when, even when I was a child. Santa Muerte. So I am very very careful about what I say. And if you don't like what I have to say about it, you need to find yourself another podcast because I'm not going to, um, not shed my opinion. Okay. However, Seria Cruz made an album about the Orishas. The, the Orishas are deities, African deities of the Yoruba religion. Okay. That is an African religion. Um, it is not one that I am a part of However, I deeply respect people's religion and my connection with Oshun in particular is not one that I will ever discuss on this show because of ignorant people out there in the world. But just know that the, that it is not by any coincidence that I might wear certain colors it is not by any coincidence that I may speak of certain deities and I will leave it at that and so it means a lot to me that an Afro-Latina made an album about the Orishas because the connection that she had with them is the connection that I have it is one that is important to me and if you work with any of these deities or it is something that you are learning about I heavily suggest listening to that album um, i heavily suggest even listening to music that is made for the orisha if you you know if it's just something that you're learning about tread lightly etc and be mindful of who you are going to for that information i actually do have a free all caps free because that's the part that people seem to like to forget i have a free playlist on spotify for Oshun okay so if you want to listen to that you absolutely can it is music that is dedicated to Oshun okay so the lesson there in the album that she made about the Orishas is that it's important to understand your culture and I mean genuinely understand it so if you are of Latin descent I need you to understand that everybody that is of Latin descent is not J-Lo's color that everybody that is of Latin descent is not, doesn't all look one way. And so many of you grew up listening to Celia Cruz, if you are of Latin descent, and yet somehow forgot that Afro-Latinos exist. Celia Cruz was Cubana, Cuban. So that is just one example of an Afro-Latina. One, the biggest example that there is, because without her, there would be no podcast (laughs) there wouldn't be me and Afro Latina in Texas trying to break down yet another barrier because she had the guts to do so and she did so with her own culture feel feel empowered to learn about your own culture be the strength card have that courage tame the tame the lion which is the ignorance of others and teach people something teach people something about your culture why are you so ashamed of it? Why are you so worried about what people think of it? We want to learn there I understand there's unfortunately there's a lot of ignorance in the world. I see a lot of disgusting things being said about people's cultures, people's backgrounds, people's religions, etc. And that is across the board. It's not just one group attacking another. It's it's attacking within culture. Like I said, I'm seeing mexican people attacking uh, african americans who listen to mexican music which blows my mind so not understanding that many cumbias have an african sound to them do you hear yourself and how stupid you sound well i hope you do and i hope that my podcast helps to reach those types of people who need to educate themselves and i'm not going to sugarcoat it when i do it the same way that celia wouldn't have either okay and so I am very grateful that she took that she took her part of her culture and shared it with the world. And so embrace your culture, learn about your culture. There's nobody Brazilian to teach me about Brazilian culture, so I des- decided to learn on my own. I did the work on my own because we have that opportunity to do so. Okay, don't let anybody stop you. I learned portuguese on my own. There's nobody around to teach me. In fact, (laughs) all that's ever around me is Spanish music and the Spanish language, but that didn't stop me, okay? So don't let anything stop you from wanting to tap into the culture that you have. We all have some sort of a culture and it's completely okay to embrace it. That doesn't mean you get to attack other people because theirs isn't yours. You are no better than anybody else, okay? Okay. It is all about sharing our cultures with each other without colonizing them because we don't do that either. (laughs) I'm not at all uh, co-signing that. What I'm saying to you is to embrace who you are and learn who you are. And if you have something ignorant or stupid to say, it says a lot about the kind of terrible person that you are and a lot of self-help that you need. I don't think that my podcast can help you, honey. But if you're willing to learn That is what people like me are here for, and it's not always going to come out pretty. But I am grateful that she made an album about the Orishas and did so in a way that it's something that even now that she's left us that we can listen to all the time that we can connect with our ancestors on. Connect with your ancestors, learn about your ancestors, etc. Don't just start celebrating holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving and not even understanding the cultural significance behind these holidays. Lesson number two is about the legacy that Celia Cruz left behind. Uh, Cardi B has done a tribute to her. I myself am doing one right now because it is important for people to see representation of themselves. was will be the first Afro-Latina that will be on the U.S. quarter. And just something that might not seem like that big of a deal is a big deal to somebody like myself. So think a lot about the legacy that you are leaving behind. I used to think that legacy meant that you had to have children that you had to be a parent to do so, that that's how your legacy lived on. And then Luanova was born. Luanova started off as an idea. Originally, I didn't even want to put the name of my brand in Portuguese because it's here in the U.S. So I wasn't sure people would get it. And then one day it hit me that the whole point of me teaching other people to embrace who they are means that it doesn't matter if I don't (laughs) and so I've always been somebody who embraces who I am and therefore that's a part of my my legacy and a big part of who of her legacy was her being authentically herself her yelling out Asuka in her music her making music that had a heavy African sound and not caring who didn't like it but making it because it's what spoke to her soul Okay and therefore we connected with it collectively because when we hear Celia Cruz's music that is the, that is the music of our ancestors all of them that is the music that we can relate to that it's music that gives us happy memories and so that is what a legacy is how you touch other people's lives so how are you planning to do that And before I get into lesson number three, which will be the last lesson, I am going to briefly touch on Celia Cruz's uh, birth chart. Her sun sign was Libra. Her moon sign was Sagittarius. Her Venus sign was Sagittarius. So she does not have a stellium from what I saw in her uh, birth chart. And her Mercury sign was in Scorpio. With Mercury going into retrograde, I just want to briefly touch on that, uh, your Mercury sign. It's important because it says a lot about how you're going to communicate. So if you also have a Mercury sign and the sign of Scorpio, then your communication style is intense. It might even be dramatic. It may be over the top. It is done so with a lot of that water energy, meaning that if somebody crosses you with just words, you can drown them. So (laughs) we are about to go into Mercury Retrograde at the time of this podcast. So I'm going to say to you something that I mention anytime that I talk about Mercury Retrograde, and it is to be very mindful of how you're communicating, what you're saying and how those words affect other people. Okay. Of course, Mercury Retrograde is known for messing with our iPhones, et cetera, but because Mercury is the planet of communication. Mercury rules over the sign Gemini and the sign of Virgo. And so Gemini and Virgo, we tend to have the gift of communication. Okay. And so during this time, a lot of the time Virgo and Gemini are going through it. So. Sidebar: Just check on your Virgo and Gemini friends. Uh, we are not okay. But <laughs> with all of that being said, buckle up. This is the last Mercury retrograde of the year. At least it will be done before Christmas. Okay. <laughs> At least I think so. I don't actually remember the date, but uh, yes, from what I remember, it will be done before Christmas. And I don't know why people freeze up when there's a Mercury retrograde, but there's no need to. Take on The energy that is a retrograde, which means not that you are stopping, but that you are slowing down. It's important to take that time to slow down in the winter months because the earth is literally telling you that it is at risk and therefore it's okay for you to take that risk. Okay. And so I know I just briefly touched on her Mercury being in Scorpio, but that was just something that I I had to talk about. Let's talk about her moon sign for a second, which is in Sagittarius it is currently Sagittarius season so this one is for y'all <laughs> so what's interesting about the fact that her marriage was for 41 years is that a Sagittarius is not easily confined and we I'm gonna touch on that in a second because it's also her Venus sign but because when you think about a Sagittarius they're known as the traveler they're known as the sign that typically in really loves traveling really loves to learn about other cultures etc has no problems moving you know things like that so this is also the a very free-spirited moon sign okay which we saw a lot of in her music we saw a lot of in her performance that she wasn't getting on stage and becoming somebody else that was authentically who she was and there's a lesson in that all the time that i say all of the time which is to be completely who you are it doesn't mean that you could be an asshole. It just, <laughs> but what it does mean is that it's important for you to be authentically you. Okay. And so when Sagittarius is a sign that can be associated with being having a lot of opinions and having no problem saying those. And so if that is your moon sign, that might be that might be you. It might be easy for you to to state your opinion in the way that a Sagittarius sun would. But because the moon sign is how we feel. Okay, so your moon sign is how you feel. And so those those opinions instead of her just feeling, putting putting them out there, she put them in her music because we feel music, okay? And so that's just something I wanted to say for those of you who might have your moon sign in Sagittarius. Her Venus sign was also in Sagittarius, which I find so fascinating considering that she had a marriage that lasted 41 years. <laughs> I, I literally had to read that more than once. Like, did that say 41 years? Wow. That's, a, that, that blew my mind and that's inspiring. Also, because, um, a Sagittarius in general is not a sign that settles down that easily. And so if that's your Venus sign, that means that it might have taken her a while, which I do know, you know, she, that has been mentioned before. It might have taken her a while before she was ready to to settle down as if you're familiar with her marriage to pedro Night, then you might be familiar with the fact that it took them a while before they were married okay so he they were friends and then eventually he told her how he felt and it apparently took 12 years to for that and i'm going to touch on that in just a second because it's going to be the last lesson here okay so if you if your venus is in sagittarius it's perfectly fine if you are just not ready to settle down, so long as you're being honest with the people that you're talking to or the person that you're in a relationship with, let them know how you're feeling. Okay. Because you're also a sign that is a Venus sign that is known for being super adventurous. You know, you are very fun in relationships. In fact, I would say of all the Venus signs, this is going to be the most fun person to be in a relationship with. So if you're dating somebody whose Venus is in Sagittarius, be ready for, um, dates that are just off the top of their head that they just, that that are not planned whatsoever. Be ready to drop everything and go on vacation. Be ready (laughs) to do random exciting things on a Tuesday at 1 PM. Just understand that how they see love is like a Sagittarius. (laughs) So this is the traveler. This is the free spirit. This is also the sign that you, that is known for being extremely playful. Okay. So don't, don't take it too seriously. Sometimes they they might say things that are going to hurt your feelings. Okay. Especially if this is their sun sign. Um, this is why I say I butt heads a lot with Sagittarius men Is that you, you better watch your mouth when it comes to me. I don't, I don't play no games, but, <laughs> and this is your Venus sign. On the other hand, this, that typically means that you're not necessarily going to come across as just out and outright rude, but <laughs> you may have a way with words that is typically seen as almost shocking to people who you're interested in. That's your way of flirting almost. Okay. And so that is just like the areas that I really wanted to touch on before I get into the last lesson, which is about, um, her marriage to Pedro Knight. Okay. So she was married for 41 years, as I mentioned, and it took Pedro 12 years to tell her how she, how he felt about her. And he admitted to having a lot of women when they met something that she knew about and it's why she was like nah i'm good (laughs) however he had only only had eyes for her uh mentioned that he was completely faithful and they lived this happily happy and loving life together and the lesson in that is one that is not lengthy or anything like that it's pretty simple when it's right it's right when it's right there it's it's simple it's not difficult. Love is not meant to be painful. Love is not meant to be this Rubik's Cube uh, of nonsense. It's not meant to hurt. Don't buy into the bullshit that love is supposed to be painful. It might be painful in the end. After Imagine after 41 years, your partner is no longer there. But that time together is supposed to be happy. And that's what we saw in her. We saw a happy spirit. We saw a typical Libra who had beautiful surroundings, who was all about beauty, who was all about aesthetic, etc. She was the epitome of a Libra son. Okay. And so that even came across in her marriage, you know, This is somebody who, when they did love, when they did settle down, it was for forever. Because oftentimes Sagittarius and Libra are not associated with settling down. Not, not whatsoever. Listen to Lemonade by Beyonce. That album is about the hell that Jay-Z, a Sagittarius, put her through. Okay. (laughs) So all I'm saying is that when it is right, you will know. There will be no question about it. It will not be difficult. It will not be painful. It will not matter who does or doesn't like it. This person is not going to hurt you. They're not going to bring up more trauma. They're not going to cause more trauma. You are going to heal together, okay? You are going to have that happy life, and it is going to be simple because it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be difficult. Just like I said, date. let's get back to dating being fun. Your marriage should be that as well okay so that is my last lesson um, I didn't have a lot here that I wanted to go off on you know that I don't I don't focus on the cheese I, f- I focus on the artists themselves I even sometimes focus a lot on maybe some good things that are coming up in their life and I understand that Celia is now in another realm but I can't say thank you enough for everything that she has done from the for the Latin community and the Afro-Latino community To replace the dating tip segment on my show, I'm going to be giving you all some uh, manifestation tips instead, and I'm going to be doing three per episode. They might be on the Monday and Friday episode, or they might just be on just one or one of the other. Okay. So there's no particular, you know, amount of time that I'm going to be doing this. Eventually I will be going back to giving dating tips, but I want it to wait uh, because I honestly wanted to build up some more tips and not keep giving you all the same thing over and over again, but for now, um, the three tips that I'm going to be giving weekly. So at least once a week will be based on the law of attraction and the law of assumption. Okay. My three manifesting tips for this week are the first one is pretty straight to the point be mindful of the energy that you allow around you that is from the people that you have around you your work environment the music you consume the television you watch the books you read or listen to the podcasts you consume everything is energy everything has a frequency some frequencies are higher than others and so it is important to when you're manifesting to keep that frequency high that makes it a lot easier to match the vibration of what it is that you're wanting out of your life what it is that you want to bring into your life the more you stew in depressed energy sad energy angry energy jealous energy etc the harder it becomes to manifest the life that you're wanting so tip number one is pretty straight to the point be careful of the energy that you allow around you okay Tip number two is to always speak in the present tense. You're not going to say, one day I'm going to have my dream Mercedes. You are going to say, I am so grateful for, insert the type of vehicle you want here. (laughs) I love driving it because go test drive one, get a picture of one, make sure that you're looking at this every single day. It is all about matching the vibration of anything we want anything whatsoever candy even like anything that you want it is possible for you to have and so when it comes to manifesting larger items that's where that resistance comes from that's when we start doubting ourselves or saying to ourselves that it's not possible those limited beliefs start kicking in etc i haven't talked a lot about limited beliefs in a while but i will again don't worry (laughs) and i just want to make it really like drive that point home to you that whenever you're talking about manifesting that idea of uh delulu being the Salulu, have you heard that on social media in other words be delusional you can call it delusional if you want to i call it what it is (laughs) the law of attraction (laughs) like attracts like etc so speak about anything you want out of this life in the present tense because it has already happened your highest self already drives that mercedes your highest self already has that dream job your highest self already started that business okay and tip number three is to lead your life with gratitude, grateful for every little thing. Take a moment and think, think about what it really means to have a hot shower, what it really means to be able to talk to your loved ones whenever you want to. Don't take those things for granted. Why on earth would the universe keep blessing you with new things when you're not grateful for what you have right now? I'm not saying that every single day you have to list every teeny tiny thing in your life that you're grateful for, but take that moment to be grateful, to give you an example of it. This year, because I'm going to be moving in a few months, we're moving to a larger place, uh, something I'm already super grateful for, I don't get to put up my big pink tree. And whenever I'm on TikTok and I see all the other pink girlies putting up their pink Christmas items, I am sad here a little bit because i love christmas trees as you all know that is a pagan tradition that's right all of your christmas (laughs) traditions are heavily rooted in witchcraft just so you know but like a christmas tree (laughs) yule logs even christmas wreaths all of these are related to yule okay yes there's gonna be an episode on that but anyway so i don't get to put up my pink tree this year however i have a small tabletop pink tree and it the stand is a hello kitty stand so it is right up my alley it's perfect it's currently lit up right now it's going nuts right now but uh, (laughs) the lights are going insane but i am grateful for that i am grateful that i get to have that you know, that I get to look at that until, you know, whenever I take my tree down. For me, it's um, always New Year's Eve whenever I put away Christmas things. that That's because I start early. I'm, I'm one of those people who starts decorating for Christmas in like September, <laughs> right after my birthday. But that's what I mean. What it can be the tiniest thing that you're grateful for. It can be that you have a home at all to decorate you know don't let people shame you don't don't feel that your home has to be a certain aesthetic you know i unfortunately get caught up a lot in that about that in uh with social media and it's just not the truth what you see is not always what meets the eye okay so what are you grateful for that that attitude of gratitude is a real thing i don't care if it sounds corny because it is very much so true the more grateful you are the much easier it is for the universe to continue to bless you And speaking of gratitude, I am completely thankful for my new moons. I call you new moons because we are in a constant state of growing and bringing into our lives everything that we ever wanted because we deserve it. So just like the moon, we are always in a different phase of growing. Okay. So, obrigada. That means thank you in Portuguese. Say it to yourself. Say it to anybody that's in your life that you think needs to hear a thank you today. Okay, but always make sure to show up for yourself and say it to you. If you would like to follow me on social media, my username is Josie the Mustang, and that is on TikTok and Instagram. On TikTok, if you message me and let me know that you that you would like for me to follow you back, I will absolutely follow you back on TikTok. I really only use Instagram to to promote the show once a week, so I don't use it enough. But <laughs> feel free to uh, message me on there if you want to. Um, it'll take me forever to get to it, but I guess at some point I'll see it. <laughs> okay? If you would like to book a personal tarot reading with me or if you just want to send in a question to the show, you can email the show at luanovapodcast@outlook.com at outlook dot com and if you need to see how that's spelled, it's always in the show notes, okay? So, feel free to reach out to me there. If you're new to my show, it would mean everything to me because many of you helped my show get into the algorithm by leaving me either a five-star rating, five-star review, etc. on both Spotify and the Apple podcast app. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. A special obrigada to Celia Cruz for paving the way for other Afro-Latinas like myself. Thank you to her family, thank who are continuing her legacy, etc. I am so grateful and I'm grateful to my mother, so a special obrigada for everything that she has taught me, you know, and and bringing Celia's music into my life and pretty much giving me this amazing soundtrack to start my life out with. (laughs) Obrigada. Ciao.